The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Ball sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast, and don't have an assistant yet, so I'm still writing solo with these episodes, but I'm sure in due time, I'm tired of saying this, but in due time, maybe I'll get an assistant at some point, but so this is going to be a very, very eventful episode because we do have headlines. Um, We're also going to preview the playoffs for the Clausura Liga Mekis. We're going to also... Uh, recap the, well, not recap, but kind of ca- remind you guys what happened in the quarterfinals of the Europa Conference League, the Europa League, and the Champions League, and then preview the semifinals for those respective tournaments, give you guys our players of the week, and um, give you guys some games to look forward to this weekend. It is one hell of a weekend for the Italian League, and uh, wrap this show up with my closing thoughts uh, and it's actually going to be another sports topic. I think I kind of mentioned it last episode, though, as well. But uh, before we get going, that I want to just say because I did my last uh, last episode's closing thought was the NFL draft, and I have to say the Houston Texans. Holy shit! What an amazing draft that they had. I know that the pundits and all that are saying that the Texans have a terrible draft, but I just as a Texans fan, I have always expected mediocrity for this team, and it's just because of how poorly this team has been managed the last few years. But, I mean, to go out and get your quarterback in C.J. Stroud, which, I mean, everything's up to the air because, obviously, he is still hasn't played an NFL game. But, obviously, one of the highly rated pocket passers in college, in college football. So, I'm very excited about seeing him. Um... And then you go and trade up. You become aggressive. This is something I've never seen the Texans do as a Texans fan is just be aggressive. And they went and came, went back and got the third pick and got Will Anderson, a linebacker that I really did want. I, edge rusher could be – I just, I'm just excited. He's definitely one of the best defensive prospects. Uh, so I like the draft. They got Tank Dell from U of H, kept him in Houston. So I'm really excited about that. Overall, man. Super excited. I'm actually excited to be a Texans fan, which is crazy to think after so many years of just pain and Davis Mills that, you know, here we are. And so I'm super excited uh, about it this NFL season. But uh, also a little bit of, of, I guess, some 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 uh, housekeeping. So next week. So this weekend, I'm going to Minnesota. Uh, we're playing Minnesota United. And then uh, next week, I'll be going to... Um, to Maryland for MLS Flex. So next week, I there's not going to be a new episode. So you guys are going to have to wait up for a new Insert Name FC episode, but not not too long though. But uh, but just so you guys know, in case in case you don't you guys don't get an ep- a new episode next week, 
that is the reason why. But aside from, I mean, just season's almost over for uh, the academy, so I mean, I will get some some time off. So we'll definitely there'll probably be a way for me to be able to no- knock out some some uh, episodes, whatever. But aside from that, man, yeah. So what episode one thirty won't be next week, but it would be the weekend, uh, the following week. But yeah, so I'm excited about that. So we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going with headlines. Spring has sprung and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement. But this year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code BELLYUP20 to get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. It's time to tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The sun is peeking back out, which means you'll have to show your face in the daylight again. So use the kit to make sure your scruff looks award-winning, whether you got glorious beard flow or some smooth, sleek cheeks. The kit starts off with the Beard Hedger, a waterproof cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair-cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of add-ons. It also comes with the titanium-coated T-blades that are tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to a single-stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-sized package with a long-lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. So what are you waiting for? Save 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUP20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the promo code BELLYUP20 at manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. All right, and we're back. Before we get going, make sure you guys follow BELLYUP Sports on Instagram and Twitter at BELLYUP Media and at BELLYUP Sports. Lots of great content being dropped there over there at BELLYUP Sports. Check out their website, bellyupsports.com. A lot of great articles. Check out their podcast network. A lot of great podcasts like High Low Sports. Shout out to Kelsey. Uh, Corner Booth Pod. Um, uh, Pesky Report. Just a lot of great podcasts. Go ahead and check them out. Lot, lots of great stuff. Not just all, you know, just a wide variety of sports. Even some niche markets, even depending on, like, locations. But highly recommend it. If you guys want to know more about Belly Up Sports, go ahead and check them out. Bellyupsports.com. Not your average website. Thank you, Belly Up Sports, for being just just letting us be part of this great network. But all right, headlines, man. We gotta talk about one JJ Watt, which is kind of crazy that I kind of was talking about the Houston Texans draft, and now we gotta talk about a legendary Houston Texan and JJ Watt. If you guys don't know, JJ Watt is a defensive end. Started out his pro career with the Houston Texans, getting drafted in in uh, the first in the first round of God feels like forever draft. I think it was twenty was it twenty sixteen. No, it wasn't 2016. Uh, 2012. Was it 2012? I don't know. Doesn't really fucking matter. But JJ Watt was drafted out of the University of Wisconsin. Um, ends up, you know, becoming a, a legendary, uh, defensive beast. 2011 draft. Uh, just became just a defensive juggernaut for the Houston Texans. Was definitely a big part of, of the good years of the Houston Texans, making playoffs and, and all that. Uh, Eventually ended up leaving, went to the Arizona Cardinals, has called it a career now. And um, so everyone's wondering, what's the next thing for J.J. Watt? Is it going to be coaching? Is it going to be, you know, you know, media? What is J.J. Watt going to do? Well, saw on Instagram, he actually made an announcement 
uh, on a post that he will be investing in Burnley. So you guys don't know Burnley currently in the championship, but is in a very strong first place spot. I believe they automatically have qualified. I'm sure they're about to win the championship if they have not already, but they are set to get promoted. And so JJ Watt has now joined the ownership group of Burnley. Um, I believe JJ Watt is a big soccer fan, uh, watches a lot of Premier League. I think watched a lot of Chelsea, if I remembered. Um, his wife, Cleo, Cleo Watt or Cleo High, who is also sister-in-law to Brian Cushing, who was a teammate of J.J. Watt. Uh, Cleo Watt played, um, for the Houston Dash, was actually their first draft pick in the, in their, in the Houston Dash's history. Um, then went to go play with the Chicago Red Stars. Don't know where she's, where she, where she's at now, but obviously they recently had a child. Um, so I'm sure she had to step away from the game for a bit to, you know, give birth but as far as her as far as her still playing i'm not entirely sure but um yeah so they have now invested into burnley there is soccer influence in the household as you know like i said Khalil wad but jj wad is also a fan of soccer he's a fan of a lot of sports he does uh tend to support a lot but i do remember seeing him always posting especially when he had to uh he had a a surgery done that he put him out for the season and, um, you know, he always had the, the post of him watching Premier League soccer in the morning. So he is definitely a soccer fan. He is getting invested. It's just cool to see a lot of these like athletes, you know, showing appreciation of other sports. Um, and I'm not saying that just because it's soccer, but, it, you know, obviously when like Patrick Mahomes investing into baseball and, and also investing into soccer as well. But like, it's just cool. Like, obviously, athletes respecting other athletes. Like, it's not. Oh, you know, soccer's dumb or anything like that. It is them really, truly having love for the game and 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 being intrigued by it. So for JJ Watt to invest into a club like Burnley, would have loved if he would have invested in the Houston in the Houston Dynamo. But hey, uh, it's Burnley. It's a cool opportunity. They're just getting get promoted to the Premier League. Uh, we'll see how how they do in the Premier League. But uh, you know, it's just another face to be involved with with Burnley, and it's gonna just I guess help with spreading a little bit more probably have gained a little bit more followers on social media but so excited for the new venture for jj watt i mean i'm a big fan of jj watt i have a jj watt jersey i mean i think every houston texan fan is that's one of those like no shit jerseys that they need, they need to have in their collection is a jj watt jersey um so we'll see how that goes but moving on man so we gotta talk about Lionel messi so obviously the goat i don't know i don't think i have to explain to anybody who Lionel messi is but if you guys don't know Lionel Messi, legendary player from Argentina. Most majority of his career was spent in Barcelona, as he was part of La Masea, the academy of Barcelona, um, and you know has had a lot of historical moments in his life in Barcelona. Um, and for Argentina, recently won the 2022 FIFA World Cup in Qatar um, with Argentina. You know now has a lot of international success. World Cup winner. Uh, Copa, uh, Copa America winner. So, you know, the successes have been piled up along with his club career where he's won numerous Champions League titles, numerous La Liga titles, numerous Copa de Reyes, numerous FIFA Club World Cups. I mean, the list goes on of the, the, there's the trophy room along with his individual accolades of golden boots and, and Ballon d'Ors. Like Messi is the most decorated soccer player, I think, currently. I, I think there's no, there's no debating on it. Um, well, 
things happened with Barcelona, obviously, with Barcelona with their financial issues. Uh, Messi was just someone that they couldn't keep paying because this man is the best player in the world. And it's hard to pay the best player in the world because he demands best player of the world money. Um, so because of that, he ends up leaving, going to PSG, uh, which has been an interesting venture, I guess you can say. You know, the Messi saga with PSG. Um, I mean, he did win. He did win Ligue 1. Um, they didn't necessarily do well in in Champions League, but I don't think anybody expects them to. Um, but you could just really feel like Messi is not necessarily like all in with PSG. Um, and this season, uh, PSG. I mean, still doing PSG. Got eliminated from the Champions League uh, early because they had to face Real Madrid. Um, but it is. It seems very likely that Messi will not be returning to PSG. I know PSG was trying to uh, make a contract extension for Lionel Messi. It seemed like it was going to happen, but clearly it's not. And it looks very likely that Messi will be out of PSG by the end of the season. Also, there's been a lot of just drama between Messi and, and PSG just because Messi's getting booed at in in the stadium. Uh, you know, at PSG Stadium, I just is is getting. And it, I think it's just because I think it's very clear that Messi just, just doesn't want to be there. I, I think it's probably safe to assume Messi, even though had one of the best years uh, of mean individually, just become, coming from you know last year where he was now looking good for PSG and he he's you know got Argentina to the world. Well, not necessarily that he got him there, but he was finally able to to get that last trophy out out of it uh, with the World Cup, but. Um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of rumors going around about where Messi could, could end up. It is one of the stronger ones. It seems that uh, Barcelona could try to get Messi back, um, which I'm sure for a lot of people like Edward would probably love that. But I feel like that's a kind of like a interesting thing. Like, I mean, right now Barcelona is set to is as long as they continue to to finish it off strong, could win La Liga, and. Uh, I mean, do you do you really necessarily need Messi? Does Messi improve the team if you add him to him? Does does that prevent other players from playing with Messi in there? So that is like the interesting thing. But the nostalgia factor, which I'm I'm sure everybody at this point has felt that nostalgia has been a recurring theme in the, not only in soccer but just in this world in general with with uh you know with TV shows and all that. But nostalgia. Of Messi, I mean, we we saw the nostalgia factor with Ronaldo returning to Manchester United, and we know how great that turned out. Um, maybe it's a little different because we are talking about Lionel Messi, but a return to Barcelona seems like the the very strong thing. I, I mean, I don't think anybody's against the idea of of Messi returning to Barcelona, and I think for me, it's just it 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 wouldn't be Barcelona without Messi. I think Messi should finish his career at Barcelona. I don't. I don't see where he, where else he could finish his career at without, without it. I, Messi should have never played for PSG, in my opinion. I think he should have been with Barcelona this whole time. But you know, obviously, the financial situation that Barcelona is in is the situation that they're in. But yeah, I, I think even as a Real Madrid fan, as someone that supports Real Madrid and hates everything Barcelona, I don't okay. I I do hate Barcelona, but I respect Barcelona. I I should I should probably clarify that. But it, it, to me, it would it makes the most sense for Messi to return to Barcelona and end his career at Barcelona. But if he doesn't go to Barcelona, the next thing to me would that would be 
fucking awesome is if he would make a move to the MLS. He's been constantly linked with Inter, uh, Inter Miami for the longest at this point. I mean, everyone's been hearing that Messi might go to MLS, and maybe that is still a possible option. Maybe Messi does go to the MLS. He does have a house in Miami. Maybe it finally happens. Maybe he goes to Miami and finishes his career out in MLS, ironically enough, the retirement league that a lot of people like to call. Um, but obviously, in order for that to happen, which it is something that has happened before, is that it, you know, which that other happened time that happened before was when David Beckham came to the MLS and uh, there was a, you know, the clubs all helped pay David Beckham's salary. So this would be kind of another similar situation where all the MLS teams would have to kind of pitch in because, I mean, uh, not there's no way one club, one MLS club could even afford Messi, um, which I, I'm gonna mention this right now because of the fact that we're at MLS. Um, there is some rumblings of of Ronaldo wanting to leave Al Nassar over at the Saudi League. Um, there's a lot of frustration. The guy that tried to that was gonna that was trying to bring Ronaldo to Al Nassar has stepped down. So there is just a lot of shit going on in Saudi Arabia. Things did not pan out like I think Ronaldo had thought it would. And and it's clearly showing. So if Ronaldo leaves, how cool would it be if Ronaldo and Lionel Messi both joined the MLS at the same time? You're talking about having the rivalry back, even though these guys are definitely up there in age. Um, I, you know, it's, it's especially Ronaldo, but Messi as well, but for them to come in and at least for like it to be the Ronaldo Messi tour everywhere in the U S it, it, I mean, it would benefit MLS drastically. It would definitely hurt MLS drastically because of the fact that like you're talking, you're talking about guys having to uh, other ML, all MLS clubs trying to go all, try to help pay the salary of Lionel Messi, but to then then throw in. Ronaldo's salary that might be a definitely one but it would definitely be something that like is the risk weren't willing to take I think it would be because it's going to put be all eyes on MLS um because I think MLS is probably a little bit easily more accessible than than the Saudi league because I couldn't have told you anything about the Saudi league I didn't know shit about the Saudi league I have no reason to watch the Saudi league the only time I've ever watched Al-Nassar was when they played PSG but that was because it was available. It was accessible to watch it. So, I mean, if you were to ask me, I feel like MLS would be the most awesome move, especially if you can somehow get Ronaldo to go in. Ronaldo almost joined Sporting Kansas City. So, I mean, you know, Ronaldo goes to Sporting Kansas City. Messi goes to Inter-Miami. Somehow they eventually play each other. Maybe it's the MLS Cup Final. Who knows? Maybe that's how they drastically improve their clubs. No one knows. But it would be so cool to see these two in the MLS, like, it's going to be a frenzy. You're talking about packed stadiums everywhere these two go because these guys are that big of a deal. Even at near the tail end of their careers, for sure, this would be cool. And then the other option, which actually Messi had some, got, got in trouble for it. Um, he went to Saudi Arabia, the Saudi Arabia League, which, uh, you know, they're offering a ridiculous, like, 400 million contract for Messi. Um, and obviously, because of that, he got suspended for two weeks uh, for for going there. But I, I I'll add this though: as much as as shitty as it would sound, if him retiring 
as a PSG player, I think there's nothing left that Messi really necessarily needs to prove. I think Messi has has had an amazing career. He's like I mean, like all the and this also kind of goes to Ronaldo as well. They have all received so many accolades. They have won so many cups. They have been part of amazing clubs. Have been part of amazing rivalries. Like why? What else is there to do? Like there is nothing left for these two juggernauts to do. They're like these guys can retire. Like they should honestly retire. There's like nothing. There's nothing left for them to do. There, everything is done. Like there is, I don't see anything more that they have to prove. Like they're legends. Like they're, we are going to be those old guys at the barbershop talking about how amazing it was to watch these guys from start to finish. Um, and 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 no one's gonna be able to argue with it except for the young people that are like, I've never seen these guys play. Um, but like. In all honesty, like there's no reason for these guys to continue to play. Like there's nothing that left they're left to prove th- to anybody. They are goats. They are legends. Like it is it would be okay for them to just retire. I understand that me- they're not going to do it. I would be all for it if they go to the MLS. But I think in this in, in this scenario, I think Messi and Ronaldo can just look back at their careers and and be okay with it. Maybe Maybe both of their, if they were to retire right now, both of them are not necessarily ending in the cleanest ways, because obviously with the struggles, the the the, the friction with that, with PSG fans and Messi and then Ronaldo and Saudi Arabia, but I just don't think there's anything left for them to prove. Like I think they did what they needed to do and and they're done. I think that's, I, I think there's nothing wrong with them wanting to retire, I, at least in my opinion. Um, so so that's my thought, but I think. As far as Messi goes, um, if I it was a, if I had if I got to choose what Messi need, was gonna do, I would say I would say go back to Barcelona, play one more season with Barcelona, and just hang it up, end it with Barcelona, have that proper send off that honestly you should have gotten, and and just call it a career. I don't think Messi ha- there's not there's nothing left Messi needs to do. He's he's won it all. Literally has won it all in his in in my opinion. Um and I mean and to Ronaldo, I think the same thing. I don't think that I mean aside from a World Cup, but I just don't think Portugal is there yet. I think that and Ronaldo is probably not going to be with them at the World Cup when by 2026. I I think I think it's okay for Ronaldo to step down. I think he's he's done not only uh, everything for clubs. I mean, for for him to have won in Manchester United, has won in in uh, Real Madrid, has won in PSG. Um, Al Nassar is up in the air, but I mean, like I said, I think that these guys have done enough for the game that they can just hang up their boots and just go home and do whatever they plan on doing, whether it's media, coaching, being parents. Like I think they have done enough. I think it is okay for them to retire. That is my thoughts, but you know that that's just my opinion. Um, the last headline is uh, USA. Um, now that they have hired Matt Crocker, it is starting to seem like what is what exactly is he's expecting? Everybody's interviewing Matt Crocker of what he feels, what his views on youth soccer. Matt Crocker, like he is the sporting director of U.S. soccer, so it's not just the U.S. men's U.S. men's national team. We're talking about the whole scope 
of U.S. soccer. And obviously, one of the things that everyone's going to mention is what what Southampton has been able to accomplish in the time that that Matt Crocker was around. You know, obviously, the guys like Gareth Bale, uh, Luke Shaw. You know, some some of those well noted names that has had pretty good careers um, have come out of Southampton, and so. And I think that there's a lot of work to do as far as the youth system. If, if, if one of the things that he's going to tackle is the youth levels, it is a lot of work. I think that it, it but it's going to be, if, it, if he's able to do what we're hoping he can do, um, it's going to be a, a real good turning point for U.S. soccer if he's able to start from the ground floor and build it with his way up. Um, he, he's already mentioned his focus this summer is the Women's World Cup. That is coming up. You know, there's a lot of pressure there, but obviously, women's soccer, U.S. women's national team is the standard when it comes to women's soccer. But um, it's going to be a different roster. It's going to be a different team than we norm what we normally have seen over the years of that dominant period of women's soccer. So maybe, maybe it's an even playing field this coming World Cup. So I can't wait to see it. Um, in my opinion, but obviously, all eyes have to be on the women's World Cup, Nations League. That's a, that's come that's a thing. So you know what are we what are, what is expected of the U.S. men's national team in the Nations League? The Gold Cup is coming up as well. You know, like how how do we tackle those tournaments? And I mean, we are talking about youth level, and then the U twenty World Cup is is literally coming is is this month. So there is a lot going on, and I think that the fact that Matt Crocker is able to acknowledge these things and he's showing that. It's not just the men's national team, you know, which I think a lot of people have been kind of blindsided and been more so focused on the men's national team that they forgot of the other teams that are all part of the U.S. soccer scope. So the fact that he's able to, you know, mention those other competitions, I think is 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 telling of that he is not just, you know, has his blinders on and is only focused on the men's national team. With that being said, though, he does have to really kind of start turning the gears on the hiring process for a U.S. men's national team coach. Obviously, one of the, one of the names that has been getting dropped a lot with U.S. soccer and has been with U.S. soccer for quite some time is obviously Jesse Marsh. Jesse Marsh, I mean, the the I guess the modern day Ted, the our Ted Lasso, the real life Ted Lasso. Some people have been calling him. Um, you know, obviously was let go by Leeds United. And he um, he was interviewed for Southampton, which Matt Crocker was one of those guys. Maybe maybe he gets the chance to bring his guy in for the U.S. men's national team. And you know, obviously, everybody wants to see. There's a lot of people that do want to see Jesse Marsh as the head coach. But maybe maybe we need to go a different route. Maybe we need to try to look at other uh, possible options. Like Matt Crocker to me was an outside the box choice like i didn't think once again i really don't know much about sporting directors so that's a, one thing for me but just the fact that it they went outside the box and hired matt crocker a guy from not from america but has a perspective and wants to try to grow soccer which i know some people probably don't want these like european guys coming here trying to tell us how to do things and all that but i think maybe that's also something we need to start doing. Maybe we need to stop doing things the way the U.S. has been doing it because it hasn't necessarily been working. So maybe, maybe we need to, I'm not saying go full European, but I mean, maybe start applying some of the things we like from the European 
uh, concepts and apply it to what the current U.S. system is. So I think I, I'm 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 still gonna withhold judgment. I'm still on the I'm on the fence with him because, like I said, sporting directors is something that I'm not really familiar with. I don't know what necessarily they have to do, but it's clearly an important job and it's going to set the tone of what I believe is a very important World Cup cycle. Um, so that's that's really all I had to say about that. But I, I'm hoping that we're gonna find out if he, when we're gonna hire a coach because. These tournaments are coming pretty close, so uh, you know, especially Nations League and Gold Cup. As far as if we're talking about U.S. soccer, um, women's national team, I can't wait for the Women's World Cup. I mean, I'm just excited for that in general. But U20, I'm definitely gonna be keeping my eye on it because I want to see what the future has in store. It sucks that the, the the two Chicago Fire players are not gonna be able to go for the U20 World Cup, but I mean. I'm sure Chicago Fire has their reasons. It just sucks because it would have been really cool to see these guys go out there and play. But, I mean, well, I well, I digress on that. But we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then we'll get going uh, with the, I guess, re, uh, recap, recap and preview of the Europa League, Europa Conference League, Europa League, and the Champions League. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, but you can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BellyUpSports at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. All right, guys, before we get going with our preview for the Liga Mekis playoffs, it is brought to you by Canadips. What are Canadips? Canadips are a great-tasting, superior alternative to traditional dip using CBD in a way that is radical, enjoyable, and effective. All flavor, no tobacco, no nicotine pouches that are spit-free. Comes in five core flavors, wintergreen, mint, citrus, mango, and American spice. It is crafted and manufactured in Humboldt County, California, the heart of the cannabis industry. So why does this matter? Traditional dip is a hassle. It's addictive and messy, and it's also over 100 years old. Speaking of somebody that used to dip, it is just a very disgusting habit, Um Plus, if it's your first time, or if you accidentally swallow your dip, I know there's some people that like swallow their dip spit, but if you're one of those people that are not really good at that, you're probably going to puke. It is probably most likely to happen. But there's other, and then there's the other alternatives, which aren't just aren't good enough for guys today, and they are still addictive, still messy, and just taste like shit. So, Canada CBD is the new evolution of dip, allowing guys to enjoy great, long-lasting taste without the downsides. So, what is the secret to all this? Well, they use a 100% American-grown hemp combined with a water-dispersible technology so it absorbs rapidly. They've also developed a way to deliver CBD through the mouth that no one else has so that you can actually enjoy your CBD experience. It uses some coconut fiber and other natural ingredients, so there's no synthetic flavorings or any other shit like that. So if you go to CanadaDipsCBD.com and use the code BELLYUP20, You'll save yourself 20% off your purchase. Once again, CanadipsCBD.com. Use code BELLYUP20. Save yourself 20% off. Thank you again for Canadips for being our presenting partner. All right, so Liga Mekis. So we're going to just look at the top four because they're automatically into the quarterfinals. In first place, Monterrey. 
So, I mean, they look pretty strong. Look very solid. So, they are in first place. Second place is America. Third place is Chivas de Guadalajara. And in fourth place is Toluca. So, those are the teams that are automatically into the quarterfinals. And here is the reclassification matchups. In fifth place, you got Pachuca taking on 13th place Santos Laguna. I'm going to mention uh, what happened there uh, in a bit. Then you have 6th place Club León taking on 12th place Atletico San Luis. And 7th place Tigres taking on 11th place Puebla. And 8th place Cruz Azul taking on 9th place Atlas. So if you guys notice, 10th place team is not on this reclassification list. And that's because the team that was in 10th place was Querétaro. And if you guys don't know, Querétaro is currently facing a suspension that happened over actually last was it last year i don't know but obviously end up actually why it was whatever year atlas wanted but so caretaro and atlas there was a game where a fight broke out between fans it was a complete just slaughter it was a it was a, it was a very gory scene it was very t- difficult for the eyes to watch um, and I mean, we talked about it on, in one of our previous episodes, but, uh, because of that incident, Querétaro is facing a lot of punishment for it and being suspended, not being able to play for playoffs is one of those punishments. So that is why Querétaro is not in reclassification. But when I look at these matchups, um, what is the matchup to watch? I mean, to be boring, I'm just going to say Cruz Azul versus Atlas. I mean, it is the eighth and ninth seed play, playing against each other, but it also is two previous champions. Cruz Azul obviously winning not that long ago. And Atlas was a team that won both the Apertura and Clausura in the same year. So, I mean, it just happens. Sometimes it goes like that. But uh, we, we'll we see. We'll, I think that's going to be the game to watch uh, this weekend for sure. But I think some good matches. Um, when you look at, look at any of these team, teams who I think could maybe pull an upset. Um, None. Um, I think Atlas could beat Cruz Azul, personally. Um, but in AF and I see, I don't really necessarily deem that as an upset. Um, I don't know, because I think Pachuca, Leon, and Tigres are just very are strong teams, and I don't see them losing to any of these three teams, like Santa Laguna, San Luis, and, and Puebla. So, I don't know. I guess my only upset would be Atlas. But even though, like I said, AF and I see, that can literally go... That's a coin flip. But... Um, so, I mean, it, it could, could be very, could very be much just a very straightforward, the higher seeds go on to the next round. I wouldn't be shocked by that. Um, the only one that I would say that I would just pick Atlas over Cruz Azul, but I mean, anything can happen there. Um, but that is, uh, the preview for the reclassification. Uh, we'll see how, how those go, how those pan out. Um, obviously not next week, but you know, obviously the, when, whenever I come back from to record the next episode but all right so we gotta look at these uh at the europa conference leagues first and then we'll move all the way to the champions league but if you guys don't remember fiorentina eliminated ledge 6-4 um and then az alkmaar eliminated anderlik on penalties west ham united eliminated again 5-2 and nice no basel beat nice uh in extra time so the matchups for the semifinals are Fiorentina taking on Basel and West Ham United taking on AZ Alkmaar. Uh, Fiorentina 
I don't know. I've been very intrigued by Fiorentina over the past couple after last season. Um, it, it's an interesting matchup between Basel, but I would probably go with Fiorentina to win out and move on to the final, which I think would be a very interesting team to be in the final for the Europa Conference League, and then another Italian team could possibly win it. On the other side, you have West Ham United, AZ Alkmaar. Um, I feel as much as it would be cool to see AZ Alkmaar in the final, I do feel like West Ham United have what it takes to beat them, and they'll move on. So my predicted final will be Fiorentina versus West Ham United. So that's where I'm going to go with that one in the Europa Conference League. In the Europa League, to recap, uh, Sevilla eliminated Manchester United 5-2. Uh, Juventus eliminated Sporting 2-1. And Bayern Leverkusen eliminated Union SG 5-2. And Roma eliminated Feyenoord 4-2. So, and to go into the semifinals, you have Juventus taking on... Which I gotta say, man, just point this out. It's it's uh you're having two teams from Italy and a team from Spain and a team from Germany in the semifinals. I just this kind of continues on with the the whole like the Italian league is kind of coming back on the rise. That's the only reason why I wanted to point that out. I mean, I'm probably gonna mention it again when we go to the Champions League, but it's just really cool. We have a chance to have two uh, Italian teams make it to the final of the Europa League. Um, but there is. There's at least a good chance that there's going to be an Italian team in the final, depending on how they do. So Juventus taking on Sevilla. Sevilla, if you guys know, are the legends of the Europa League. Have won a lot of Europa League titles. It, this is kind of their tournament. So this is a really interesting matchup. Juventus, a team that has played very well. Um, obviously, still dealing with their with their uh, their uh, issues with with just you know. With their financial with financial issues, well, financial fair play issues, um, you know, dealing with that, but still have been able to be very steady. Obviously, got their points back and are now in a Champions League position. But I mean, you're in this tournament; you're literally clo- very close to the final. But you're going up against a team that does very well in this tournament, and so you know, and have found some form as as well. I think. So I, I'm I'm gonna stick with Juventus just because I think Juventus is the better team than Sevilla, so that's where I'm going there. Um, and then you have Roma taking on Bayer Leverkusen, uh, a really interesting matchup. I, I'm really intrigued by this. Obviously Jose Mourinho, who crazy to think the year before he took Roma to win the Europa Conference League, and now has a chance to take Roma to the Europa League final. Um, just moving him, <laughs> moving him up, and just. I'm sure something that would not stroke his ego in any way, but Bayer Leverkusen also, in my opinion, a really good team in, in the Bundesliga. Um, man, I kind of want to do it for Jose Mourinho. I kind of want to. And it would be really cool to see a Juventus-Roma final, but I, I want to be different. <sighs> but I can, you know what? I can see Juventus and Bayer Leverkusen being in the final, so I'm going to take uh, Juventus and Bayer Leverkusen. So there will be at least an Italian, in my opinion, there will be at least an Italian team in the Europa League final. And then moving on to Champions League. So just in case everybody forgot, uh, AC Milan eliminated Napoli 2-1. Real Madrid eliminated Chelsea 2-0, 4-0. Sheet, it's 4-0, my bad. Uh, Manchester City eliminated Bayern Munich 4-1. And Inter Milan eliminated Benfica 5-3. So the semifinal matchups is... 
Real Madrid taking on Manchester City, and AC Milan taking on Inter Milan. The coolest thing ever is just the fact that Inter Milan and AC Milan, two clubs that have kind of fallen off over the years, uh, just in general, not only just in European competition, but in the, in the Italian league. Um, both ended up recently winning the, the, the Italian league. And now they're, you know, they're, they're both one game, you know, one step away from being back in the final. Um, so it's really cool to see this. And so I would, it's, it's, it's guaranteeing that, and like kind of going back to the whole Italian Serie A thing about how Juventus and shoot, even Fiorentina, Fiorentina is, you know, also in a position to make it to the Europa Conference League final. Like this could be a very interesting thing if all all three of these tournaments an Italian team wins it because it kind of I would say kind of solidified that notion that the Serie A is back. Um, so that would be pretty cool. Um, just going off of my head, but I, I think it's just really remarkable how these teams have been able to rebuild and get this team back. I mean, especially especially with the the financial struggles that AC Milan's had over the years and had to like slowly build this team back up and now they are where they are so it, it is it is really cool to see kind of the return of these of these two giants back in 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 the european conversations but before we talk about them let's talk about real madrid versus manchester city obviously real madrid one of the most the most successful club in the champions league recently won the champions league the previous year i hate the defending champions narrative i i if you guys know about me, you guys know that I hate calling anybody a defending champion because it is a clean slate every year. Every year, every year, it's not like Real Madrid. Once they lose, that team is now the Champions League champion. No, it's it's they're still the 2022 Champions League uh, champions. So it, it doesn't change anything. It's just that it this is just kind of remarkable the run that they have done in Champions League, especially with just the. How how their form has been lately with La Liga, um, I think their focus is more towards Champions League right now because I don't think they they think that winning La Liga is 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 actually realistic. So that's something to take take into account. But uh, and then you have Manchester City, who's just a dominant force. Shout out to Erling Haaland, who has now set who has now become the highest goal has scored the most goals in a Premier League season uh, with thirty five, and there's still plenty of games left for him to score goals in. But Erling Haaland has just been clearly the, the the piece of resistance for this Manchester City team. This is the last trophy that Pep Guardiola needs to win in Manchester City. He's literally has won it all for Manchester City. I think uh, the addition of Erling Haaland has kind of been that final piece that they needed. Um, do I think Manchester City can beat Real Madrid? They should. They should be Real Madrid. I'm just I'm gonna point that out. Uh, Real Madrid. It, this isn't the same Real. Madrid. Honestly, the Real Madrid team that won the Champions League last year um, wasn't that great either. But I mean, had a remarkable season nonetheless. I think mainly because of everything behind Karim Benzema. I think that's kind of the thing that you kind of have to take into account is that you can never count out Real Madrid. Um, I think that's something that Manchester City has maybe should have learned from last time they played against each other. So. As much as I would love to see Real Madrid make it and go and go after a 15th Champions League title, I don't really see it happening this time around. I think Manchester City is just on their focus has been the Champions League, even though they're kind of also on the cusp of winning the uh, the Premier League. Um, 
but I think their focus is definitely more towards the Champions League. I don't. I think the Premier League title is still something that they're going to be striving for, but the Champions League is definitely the 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 big focus. I think Manchester City does beat Real Madrid this time around and do make it back to the Champions League final. Um, for AC Milan and Inter Milan, I, I said everything that I needed to say about about these two teams. It's just amazing how they've been able to get back back on top of of, of Italian soccer and. I think just overall in general, just Italian the Serie A just being able to come back and get in being competitive again is is just I think is good for the game. And um so it's it's really interesting right here. You have AC Milan and, and Inter Milan, uh, rivals, a lot of loaded talent, lot of a lot of names, a lot of historical references when you talk about these two teams. Um I mean when you look at them it's really hard to pick which one, but if, yeah, this is hard. I think it, this is the hardest one to pick. I want to say AC Milan, but I don't I don't think AC Milan is as dominant as Inter Milan has been. So I'm actually going to pick Inter Milan, um, and I think Inter Milan will make it to the final. So I think the final will be Manchester City versus Inter Milan. So that is my prediction. I'm, you know, don't quote me on it. I know it's crazy that I'm the Real Madrid fan and I'm not picking Real Madrid, but that's where we are now. But that is uh, the Champions League. Uh, once again, go ahead and check out CanadaDipsCBD.com. Use the code BELLYUP20 to save yourself 20% off your purchase. All right, Players of the Week. Players of the Week is brought to you by In The Clutch. In The Clutch is an apparel company that makes amazing, amazing shirts and amazing designs. I love what they're doing. They all they have partnered with the Players Associations of Major League Soccer Major League Baseball, National Basketball Association, and, and so much more. They have just overall great a feel for shirts. I, I love the material that they make. And quote a quote from Kelsey Coyne of High Low Sports, they have passed the Fat Boy Test. So just overall great designs, great shirts. I am a big Houston Nationals fan, so they made a Kyle Tucker shirt. They made also a Jeremy Pena shirt, and I had to get I had to get one of those. I did get also it's an it's called soccer shirt. They're just Great designs. I love them. So um, if you guys want to go check out their website at intheclutch.com, use the code insert name at checkout and you'll save yourself 10% off your purchase. Once again, use the code insert name at checkout and save yourself 10% off your purchase. So Edwards player of the week is Antoine Griezmann, who scores two goals in Atletico Madrid's 5-1 win against Cadiz. And my player of the week is Lataro Martinez, who scores two goals in Inter Milan's 3-1 win against Lazio. So congratulations to Antoine Griezmann and Latara Martinez for being our players of the week. If you guys go to our social media at on Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC, you will see um, if you go to Twitter, if you go to our post, you'll see on the subtweets a voting poll. You can go ahead and vote there for your for who you think from these two is your player of the week. And then if you go on our Instagram at insert name FC, it'll be in our stories. Go ahead and vote because what you, your vote does add on to who could possibly win the 2023 Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award. So a lot of a lot you can do there. So go ahead and check that out. Thank you again to In The Clutch. Use the code insert name at checkout to save yourself 10%, 10% off your purchase. Congratulations again to Antoine Griezmann and Latara Martinez for being our Players of the Week. All right, so games to watch this weekend. We have in the MLS, we got Portland versus Austin FC. So I think it's just the whole... The two weirdest cities in the country, keeping Portland weird, keep Austin weird. 
we don't know who who started it, but we'll see how how they how that goes. La, in Liga MX, I mean, we previewed it. It's playoffs. Check out the reclassification matchups. I think they're going to be some really good matches. In League One, we got RC Lens taking on Marcial. Uh, two teams that are in really good form, so go ahead and check that out. In the Bundesliga, we got Borussia Dortmund taking on Wolfsburg. Dortmund trying to hopefully get a chance to jump over Bayern Munich and finally end the reign of, of Bayern Munich's cho- uh, winning streak in the Bundesliga. So we'll see how that goes. In this area, I got I got a threefer. I got a threefer for y'all because there's three really good matchups. So I had to point them out. It's AC Milan versus Lazio. Roma versus Inter Milan. and Actually, four. Never mind. I got a quad for the people. Atalanta versus Juventus and Napoli versus Fiorentina. I this, this is the weekend for for uh, the Serie A, I guess. In La Liga, we got Real Madrid taking on Osasuna for the Copa del Rey final. That is an interesting <laughs> matchup right there. And so, but yeah, keep your eyes on that one. In the English Premier League, you got Newcastle United taking on Arsenal. Arsenal looking to build off of their win against Chelsea. And try to finish finish the year strong, and hopefully they they make enough of an argument to to jump over uh, Manchester City. So that is to watch in the games to watch in in the, in the soccer world. Obviously, that's just a few matches. I recommend you go out there and you find a club for yourself and follow them thoroughly. But that is with it. And let's wrap this show up with my closing thoughts. Obviously, you guys, we talked about the, about the NFL draft. Well, this one. One of one of the cool things of the summer, I will say, is the NBA playoffs. Now, kind of a little bit of a backstory about myself. I did used to work in the NBA. I worked for the Houston Rockets for for three years, actually. Um, hold on, hold on one second. Okay, my bad. Um, I I did work in the NBA for three years. Um, and I will tell you. Some of the most exciting times uh, um, of working in the NBA is the playoffs. It's just the excitement, the energy that comes from it. I mean, yeah, regular season is cool and all, but the NBA playoffs is just a whole different level. And depending on if you're if you're just a neutral or maybe you're a fan of one of these teams, the uh, the level of, of of stress is very high, especially if your team is trying to compete. Um, if you guys know, I'm a Los Angeles Lakers fan, and uh, you know. Obviously, they they went up against the Memphis Grizzlies, eliminated them, and now they're taking on the, the the Golden State Warriors, which they just came. They did come off of a big win yesterday against them, um, but I think it's just so much going on. You got Sixers taking on the Boston Celtics. It's it's just great matchups, and I'm just super excited to see it all unveil. So one of my it's one of my favorite. I will say basketball. I wouldn't say is like one of my top favorite sports. But it's one of those that I do enjoy to watch, especially when we get to the playoffs. And so I really, that's where I really do put more focus into basketball. Obviously, when I worked in basketball, I was able to focus it a little bit more because I was watching a lot of it. But when you're, when I'm not watching, when clearly I don't, my job isn't to be with basketball. It's not necessarily on my list of priorities of sports to watch. But the playoffs is definitely one of the, one of the more fun experiences. A lot of great memories growing up as a kid is watching the NBA playoffs. Whether it was just watching with my family, or, or whether it was watching Robert Ory sink a game winner against the Kansas City, uh, not Kansas City, against the Sacramento Kings, or you know watching Kobe, you know win the three peat and then win the double with Paul Gasol. Um, obviously, I'm talking about Lakers highlights, but 
Um, th- some really cool moments, man. Like the the San Antonio Spurs when when you know Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, and and Tim Parker, Tony Parker were able to win another trophy of uh, 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 building one of the best core groups of players that San Antonio ever has ever seen. Um, you know, Kevin Durant finally winning one with the Golden State Warriors. The rise of the Golden State Warriors. Uh, the I mean, it got it got old really quickly of the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors, but definitely one one to watch. I mean, uh, yeah, every NBA Finals has been exciting for Toronto. When Toronto won it, it was probably one of the coolest NBA Finals I've ever watched um, in my life. So it is just a very very fun experience, I think. So um, yeah, so if you guys don't watch basketball, I, I highly recommend watching the NBA playoffs because every game. Is so crucial to 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 making it to the to the final and making it and winning it. So go ahead and check that out. But all right, we gotta wrap this show up. So shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. Uh, follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Belly Up Sports and at Belly Up Media. Also follow them. Uh, check out their website BellyUpSports.com. Join their newsletter. They're always letting you know what's going on in 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 uh, Belly Up. So go ahead and check that out. Once again, follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Belly Up Sports and at Belly Up Media. Um, also give a shout out to Roosevelt Spencer. He is the, the guy that makes the beats for these episodes, our intros and outros for the show. Also has to edit me and Edward's voices when we ever do our singing bets. It looks very likely that Spencer is probably going to have to sing, uh, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, but yeah, um, I mean, this show wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for Spencer. So if you want, uh, some beats done, go ahead and follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Hit him. On Instagram, once again, at that guy dope. Send him a message. If you guys need beats done, whether you're trying to create a YouTube channel, a podcast, um, or maybe you're a, mu- you're a musical artist and you need some beats done, well, Spencer is definitely the guy to go to for that. So, once again, check him out. So much love for Roosevelt Spencer. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at insert name FC. Uh, you know, we, we try to post a lot of, con- we try to post things over there regularly as much as we can, at least weekly. So go ahead and, and, you know, give us some love there as well with a follow. Um, Rate this podcast, man, whether you're listening through Apple or Spotify, you know, just thank you for listening in general. But, you know, if you can do a little bit extra, can you give us a give us a rating, um, especially if you're enjoying the content. But thank you so much for listening, man. Catch me. Uh, maybe not next week, but definitely soon for episode for episode 130. Um, but, yeah, thank you so much. Um, I'm going to be going to Minnesota and then going to Maryland for some some fun youth soccer stuff. but. I'm sure I'm sure it'll be all worth it near the end but all right so that's all I got to say man thank you so much um take care guys <laughs>